Hello and welcome back to Football Gentron in the year 2022. Yay! Happy we New are, Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> we are back for Season 2 or Episode 34. We still have not decided which one we will go with, but whatever you see on your <laughs> on your screen is what we decided. Um, we have a lot to cover as usual. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll vote on it later. We have a lot to cover today. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to get through because, of course, the transfer window is open, and that means a lot of disappointment and mistakes made by our players, <laughs> probably. Uh, we will probably. first start, usually, uh, with how we do, uh, which is with the news. Uh, and we will start in a different country than we normally do this time around, and that is in France. Armen, what is going on in France? Bonjour, bonjour. Uh, yes, in France. Okay, we got Michel de Zakarian, our beloved coach. You know all about him, right? Well, he coaches rest. And no, it's not a body part. It's an actual team in Ligue 1, the top tier uh, league in France. They actually beat Bordeaux, which is a powerhouse. Uh, for cup round of 16, making it to cup round of, round of 18, 8, I don't know. Uh, thing is, he's going through in the cup. He's beating, he, he already beat Marseille for the league. He now beat Bordeaux for the cup. Uh, speaking of Ligue 1, Brest is currently sitting 13th in the league with a humble but solid record of six games won. Seven games tied and seven games lost, which is solid for them. Yeah. So what's expected? Considering, I mean, we we talk about Armenian managers and we tend to focus domestically because there's hardly any Armenian managers managing outside of Armenia. But I mean, he, this guy is like, especially level. at a such a high level. Yeah. And so, I mean, we had two in Kazakhstan. But I mean, this mm-hmm. is Liga, so it's it's fantastic yeah. to see this, and 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 great, and of course, we hope maybe one day he'll coach the national team. Who knows? We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna. He has been asked about it actually, but he said that he's currently focusing on his club career, and uh, he wants to. He feels comfortable there, but he he wants to keep developing as a co- as a club coach. So I don't see the point in rushing him if. You don't you don't want a coach that doesn't want to coach national teams. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And and speaking of national teams and someone who we hope speaking uh, that of gets Nance because <laughs> Michel de Zakarian used to be a Nance coach. Well, yes. That's not all about it. Uh, Chadens, we have been talking about this guy for a very long time. Uh, so I'm talking, of course, about Gorman Velian, who plays for Nantes in Liga, um, and we have some. Very big news coming out from him uh, from this past week, right? Yep. He finally made his debut. It was not in League 1, but it was his professional debut for Nantes, finally. It was in the win with uh, 2-0. Nantes beat uh, Vitre in the French Cup uh, last weekend, was it? Uh, yeah. From the time of this record, yeah. So... Uh, we've got up his uh, statistics here. He played for 15 minutes. He came on like 75th, I think. Um, 100 pass, 100% pass accuracy. He got one shot. It was off target. Two successful drib- uh, dribbles he made. 
one key pass and three ball recoveries. A few hours ago also, we received some uh, news that uh, this French journalist, he's claiming that the board wants Goral to be included heavily in the first team from now on. So he was out uh, for a week due to COVID. Therefore, we're going to have to see after uh, very, very soon. Very, very soon. Yes. We're going to see more of him, hopefully. Yeah. So super exciting. We uh, like we were on big, uh, big time Gorman Velian watch on our Twitter account of when this guy's finally going to make his damn debut. And he did. Uh, and then Football he got COVID. From future stars, yeah. baby. And future stars. Exactly. I was going to say as well. Future stars. Yeah. He is one of our future stars. He's finally getting into the spotlight. He's only 19 years old and he is only going to get better. Um, and hopefully we do see him in the March um in the March list, I don't know if we will. Uh, Ottoman seems to be of the opinion that if he gets a lot of minutes in the next couple months, mm, um, which based no. on what this journalist is telling us, maybe. I, I would say more specifically, I'm of the opinion that if he gets, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 or more minutes, of course, uh, mm. the more the better, but league minutes, that's the what decides... In, yeah. as in my assessment from what I've gathered over the years as a Armenian national team crazy fan <laughs> um, league uh, minutes is guaranteed national team call up uh, coup de France minute not so much interestingly enough on Reddit I noticed um, some people were saying that he should join the under 21 team um, but I think if I don't you know are how yeah, I don't know how that usually works because Guy Landonian, if you you guys remember him, everyone, uh, even in the audience, most of our audience that's uh, old enough. Uh, thing is, he was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 20 years old when he made his Armenian national team debut, and yep. I think I think that if he had like two years of playing Armenia under 21, two seasons. Uh, to get used to the, the the system, basically, to his future teammates and stuff, and to solidify his uh, professional career, I think it would have been best for everyone. But Armenian national team seemed to be in a hurry back then to get centre-backs. Uh, so they called him up straight up for the senior national team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was ready. He didn't disappoint and everything. But I don't... Honestly, I don't see why he couldn't have played for both senior and under-21 national teams because there there are players that do that. I think I think the issue at nowadays uh, it, it wasn't like this before because of course we would go some years without even having a competitive national team game, but um, it everything overlaps now, as you know, with our last two three months of uh, World Cup qualifiers. We had mm, an yeah. under-21 game the same day as a senior national team game. That's true. So we weren't able to to make that happen. But, you know, uh, Gale did make 23 appearances for the Armenian national team up until 2018. I think his last game, he played left back against Moldova uh, in June of 2018. <laughs> and that was four years ago now. So that was when he was 22. He's currently 26 years old. He's playing in the National 2 Group C for Abongye. Um, yeah, I, I would say he's done, man. I don't know. It's Unless he... I, I think unless he comes back to Armenia, I 
I still think if he plays in Armenia, he has a much better chance of being back in the national team picture than if he stays in the lower leagues in France. Could be. But, I don't know. Ultimately, it's up to him because, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. He's had opportunities. Ah, well, speaking of opportunities, uh, Greece, which has been a yeah, land of yeah, opportunity yeah. lately for Armenia to uh, pick off some talent, <laughs> uh, has some news. Armen, what's going on in our favorite neighbors? Yeah, in our favorite neighbors, favorite neighborhood. In Nikea, Yonikos has our well-beloved Vasilis Bosian, who's a defensive mid, by the way, 23 years old, as I always mention, always mention because age ain't nothing but a number. Age is super important when it comes to football, though. Uh, yeah, Vasilis cemented his pod at Yonikos' bench. Uh, he played a solid goalless second half for the cup game uh, for Yonikos against Kevor Kazarian's former team Lamia. And uh, clean sheet, baby. That's that's big because Lamia played with their with their starters because it was a do or die game for both of them. And Vasilis played great, man. Uh, he's he's basically what we need. What he does need, however, is more minutes. As I said with Gore, same case here. If he starts getting more minutes uh, when it comes to league games, that means basically a national team call-up. Uh, there, I mean, he's barely, barely, barely short of play time, league play time before a national team call-up. But as I said with Gore too, is also getting closer and closer to it. So for both of them, for both Gor in Nantes and Vasilis in uh, Unicos, I would say a national team call-up is looking closer and closer. Yeah, I think uh, if it's just if you're if you're playing regularly in the Greek Super League as in a position where we are clearly very weak on uh, I would not even hesitate to give you an opportunity. Um, and, and of course, we know he is is very talented. He has trained with the likes of Ike. Uh, he played it for a couple of years. Yeah, and, so in the youth. And level. he's got his coach. He's got his coach's trust enough to be already. Uh, he earned his spot at the bench. So trust clearly. Uh, coach clearly trusts him. And mm. to be fair, he's. He's only behind Alexis Romao, who was a former Greek, like Olympiakos and Ligue 1 player. So, mm-hmm. uh, who's, by the way, who's uh, on the edge of retirement. So, that's, mm-hmm. I, I imagine Vasilis is like, uh, not to speak ill, but he might, he should be waiting for Romao to retire with all due respect. Yeah. To well, jump in at the, the first opportunity, you know? Yes, yes. And and speaking of jumping, my transition game is just on fire today. Uh, in <laughs> one of the only positions that jumps a lot and uses his hands in the goalkeeping spot, of course, I'm talking about. Adam Harapetian was named the KPL Goalkeeper of the Year of 2021. Um, the only one left out of four Armenians at a trial. Of course, there has been this mass exodus happening uh, in Kazakhstan uh, in terms of football and probably in other regions as well, considering the political turmoil there right now. 
Uh, but Adam Harapetian, who has, has had kind of a revitalization in Kazakhstan, uh, he's been playing Definitely. very well as a goalkeeper. Um, I still don't think he should ever play for Armenia again, and my opinion is not going to change on that, uh, because <laughs> I do think we have much better oh, yeah. domestic talents that are much younger, but I yeah. digress. We'll elaborate on that, but yeah. Chalens, you were going to say something? Uh, it's just... <laughs> It's how the situation is. Yeah, there's it's it's fine. Um, we're not short of young goalkeeping options. The only thing that needs to realistically happen is exactly they get they get called up. That's all we really yeah. need. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. In other areas of the pitch as well. Yeah, we, I mean we'll get there. That's exactly. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Chadens, uh, what's going on with soccer in Germany? Saki Sadamian back to Hoffenheim trainings after having been in close contact with someone else who tested positive for COVID. Therefore, he has missed the last week of Hoffenheim training. Uh, don't expect him uh, to be playing until late January, especially considering his team's in sixth form and suddenly third place all over, uh, like all of a sudden this kind of thing just happened. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. The thing is, with this guy, he's just warming up bench every week in and out. At some point, he's injured. At some point, uh, there's something, you know. Okay, here's here's a question I'll pose to you guys. Um, and I'll start with you, Chadan, since you're the one that's introducing this news piece. Would you rather have a Sako Adamian that is a bench player, let's say comes on every 15 to 20 minutes off the bench a week, for a Champions League team or someone that plays 75 minutes that's re- <laughs> like fighting for relegation what would you prefer yeah but Depends the first on one the first one at some point either he ha- he would leave because he's always coming on from the bench or mm-hmm. at some point he's he's going to be playing if he's actually scoring all the time so what so both have the, it's their issues. I mean, <laughs> what Besides, would your preference be? And just sell Origi and just get this guy for Liverpool. It's simple as that. <laughs> Make the call. I mean, bro. Thing is, he's been playing 15 minutes a week only because they, uh, they didn't. They're not playing European competitions this season. However. They're now qualifying for next season's European competitions. And when they do, that's going to be three competitions for the first time for Hoffenheim in years. That means Hoffenheim will be forced to rotate much more. Uh, Basically, that will translate into everyone getting more minutes than they used to, including Sako. Yeah. Or, alternatively, if you get Champions League money you offload your players that you're not liking, like Sako, and you buy much better strikers, <laughs> which is the but ultimate fear. It could be, could be. And and, and then again, um, I don't know if you mentioned a team that's fighting for relegation, right? If he goes to, I don't know, uh, Bundesliga team that's ranked in the table, that's uh, sitting 14th in the t- in Bundesliga table, I would take that. I mean, as long as it's not one of those teams that are doomed to last place like uh who was it Arthur Danilian we're gonna get to that 
But as long as it's not one of those teams, like bottom of the table, dead nah. bottom, I will um, take a Bundesliga what about like a, team. What about like a? I mean, there's Stuttgart who are, are in and sitting? around floating. They're sitting 15th. Uh, they're, uh, they're tied for 16th, which is the relegation playoff. But uh, anyway, we'll see what happens there. Um, it seems to me that. Um, he is just going to fight for his spot. That's what it sounds like to me. That's what it seems like to me. He was had a lot of rhetoric before of wanting to leave. Mm. Um, but I think he's changed his tune recently to he knows that he's yeah. good enough. And he also knows that he has not been playing good enough. So I think he's just going to stick around and try to try to make it happen. Could cool. be. Could be. Hopefully, man. I mean, he he's so important to us. Yeah. And and speaking of important to us, uh, and speaking of COVID and COVID, Varazat Haroyan tested positive for COVID, uh, and he has not featured in the last two match days for Cadiz. Um, our captain, our captain, he should probably be recovered by now, or by the time you're listening to this um, to this show, <laughs> and probably will be back in training. But he will be back in training uh, with a completely new face as manager. Uh, because yesterday... Oh, I thought you were going to say he, that he's shaving his head or something. No, 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 no. It's kind of worse. He uh, does that, you know. He does that. He, I know he does that. But uh, Sergio <laughs> Gonzalez, uh, the 45-year-old <laughs> Spanish manager, has taken over uh, reigns at Cadiz. He was formerly uh, the manager of Real Valladolid and Espanol, uh, and he is was tasked uh, to replace the outgoing manager. I cannot remember his name for the life of me right now. Uh, at Cadiz. Alvaro Cervera. There we go. Alvaro Cervera. Pronounce it correctly, Onman. And <laughs> tried to get Cadiz out of the relegation zone. <laughs> What's that voice? That's, is that your Spanish voice? Gondales. That's nice. I don't judge. Cadiz are currently sitting at 19th in La Liga. Uh, with 14 points, they have two wins, eight draws, and 10 losses. Um, unlike, of course, Haroyan hasn't featured in like four or five games, something like that, all of which have been losses. So, things like kind of. Yeah, they lost to Osasuna 2 0, man. What the hell? And then Osasuna they about plays currently. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even play that game. <laughs> But, I um, mean, Cadiz, that's the, that's the thing. By the looks of it, Cadiz is going to lose with or without Bato. Yeah. So at this point, it's it's looking like there may be wholesale changes in the lineup or in the style of play at Cadiz. We don't know where Haroyan fits in the grand scheme of these changes because he's been out with COVID. So, um, well, honestly, something I've picked up on lately, Bato is not the type of player uh, that fits with the Cadiz system because Vato is a player that likes to play with the ball, that likes to take risks with mm-hmm. both with and without the ball, right? And that's not Cadiz. Cadiz is basically Catenacho, Italian Catenacho in Spain. The Cadiz sits back, puts their whole lineup uh, kind of a bus within the box, their box, and uh, tries to snatch a point here and there, and, and and if by luck they end up scoring and winning a game, even uh-huh. better. But they they're not the team to to try and mark, try and do stuff. And Vato does do stuff. 
good, uh, the good news is uh, Sergio Gonzalez does not play uh, with three at the back or with this very conservative type of play. He is a 4 2 double pivot, which is what the national team plays. Um, and he does change it up based on his opponent. I'm looking at mm-hmm. uh, matches that he managed in La Liga last season. He, in the span of one month, he played 4-4-2, he played 4-3-3, he played 4-1-4-1, 4-2-3-1, and 3-5-2. So he's he clearly a... Espanol, right? Uh, Valladolid and Espanol. Okay, so he, but Espanol has better midfielders than, than Cadiz. I mean, it's not a fair comparison. He's not going to be able to play the same. My point is that he's not gonna he's not the type of manager that's just gonna play the same system like how the previous manager was and mm-hmm. just keep losing and not changing anything. So okay, that's interesting. It's gonna be better. It's gonna be different, hopefully. <laughs> um <laughs> I just saw your message shots in the group. Um moving on. Mm. We have some big news coming out of home, coming out of Armenia. Uh, coming out of nowhere. The, Coming out of nowhere, yeah, literally in the managerial front. And that is Ararat Yerevan manager Vardan Bichakjan has terminated his contract with the club. Um, we have had little to no explanation as to why this has been done. And this is considering, you know, he is a favorite here on Football Gantron. We we tipped him to be, you know, to lead Ararat to conference league next season we're actually very confident that he would be in mm-hmm. conference league next season mm-hmm. um and suddenly now he's gone uh there are some implications that the reasons are financial uh Adara Yerevan have been caught not playing uh not paying uh a few players and they currently do sit third in the league with an eight point gap ahead of Noah uh Chadens, we'll start with you this is a big blow what does this mean for not only the club but for the league They've progressed a lot, especially from last season. They kept that good form. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, getting this kind of big change, I, I, I don't know what's what's coming for them. And it, it's strange. I, I just don't understand. I understand we're not like we don't have uh, the richest teams in the world and etc. But why would it? Why would you not find ways to pay for your? Uh, uh players staff and these kind of things like these kind of reasons it's just these kind of reasons to let go of uh, your consistent uh, coaches players it's kind of not logical but we don't know behind the scene we don't know what happened what happens so you know yeah what, what we do know is that one of the forwards Yakuba Sule uh, Silu, Jakub Silu, who has scored Silue, six goals. Silue. Silue, who scored six goals so far this season. Um, He's a beast. Actually had this humongous disagreement. It was in the middle of one of the matches. He stopped playing. What? Um, and it came out that it was because he wasn't being paid. So that's wow. where people are starting to get the, um, you know, the feeling that this is maybe something financial related. Maybe Ararat just were like, told Bichakjan we can't pay you, and he was like, then, you know, screw you guys, I'm out, but we don't know. Uh, and we, we probably won't know for a while, at least. So, and Ararat in- is getting dismantled. 
Yes, which we will discuss uh, because we do Later have on. a mm-hmm. yeah, we do have a little a little <laughs> transfer business to attend to. Uh, next up, and our final piece of news uh, for this episode is a relatively large piece of news and something that I think not only have we been implying, but we've also kind of like point blank said an odd man to give him full credit on this um, that this is going to happen. I'll let you speak on it, Amen. Go ahead. Big things coming, baby. Said it once, said it twice. I'll say it again. Um, yeah, it's basically the full book intro article. Yours truly. We are talking about Kevork Najarian. He confirmed talks, and I repeat, confirmed talks with the FFA to represent Armenia. He, I mean, he didn't expressly say. He will play for us. He wants to play for us. That's what he said. And he is currently talking with the FFA. Now, what's his deal? Why does this 24-year-old defensive midfielder uh, being brought up at Football Intro now? We have been implying, as Adam said, we have been suspecting that he was getting frozen out at Kazakhstan. Thing is with him, he was the standout, the protege, the wonder kid for Kazakh football when he was 17 years old. He made his Kazakh Premier League uh, debut at that age, which is super young when the league had uh, players like Andrei Arshavin, uh, Anatoly Dimoshuk, uh, every talented Armenian like Kevork Razarian, um, Marco Pizeli. Like, the, the league was big. Uh, Wagner Lovi from Brazil. Well, in that same league, a 17-year-old named Georg Najaria made his debut. That was huge by then. And the Kazakh uh, national team, the Kazakh Federation, wanted to save him, right, uh, for themselves. They made him debut for the national team at age 21, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and everything looked as if he was going to play for them. Because he himself said that uh, I'm Armenian, but Kazakhstan is my home, and I want to make the, the be- I want to represent them the best, make them proud, and thank them for giving me a home. Okay, fair enough. Thing is, he stopped playing all of a sudden. He stopped getting the calls from the Kazakh from, uh, the Kazakh national team. So that makes only one appearance for them, and all of a sudden he started to get frozen out. He Got to Astana. He got the sale for to Astana and make that uh, national team debut. And then Astana didn't want him no more. Back to Shakhtar Karaganda, another Kazakh giant, by the way. And over the years, from when he like three years ago up to date, he gradually got less and less playing time until finally this last season, uh, he. Uh, basically became a uh, a substitute he would play 30 or less minutes per per week and of course no national team games since uh he was 21 so that's when we started to suspect and now Gevork is signed with Armenian management agency HG rejected an extension of contract with Chakter Karaganda becoming a free agent because he stated that he has gotten several better offers 
from abroad, not Kazakhstan, and we'll be making a decision soon. Now, what has transpired to us is that one of those offers comes from the Ukrainian Premier League. That, long story short, means he's coming, baby. He's coming to play for Armenia, I'm telling you. Now, the biggest thing with Gevog Nadran is a lot of people don't know him at all. They don't know how he plays. They don't know the quality of the player. They don't know his style. Um, can you expand a little bit more for the listeners on his style of play and why and how he fits into the national team picture? I think that'll mm-hmm. be really helpful for the listeners. Okay, okay. Well, uh, he. I would say he's a slightly more creative than say Solomon Udo, who, by the way, was a teammate, uh, I think, yeah, at Shakhtar Karaganda before Salomon got the, the loan out for personal reasons. We're going to elaborate on him, too, on this show. Well, Solomon and Kevork were teammates and actually were the central midfield duo for half a season, six months at Shakhtar Karaganda. Uh, he would be like the less offensive one, the less physical one, the more... Uh, uh, Brainiac, the more that the pulls the strings, he does defend when needed. Uh, he's very complete. Uh, he can play 10 too, but for Armenia, we got a lot of 10s, we got a lot of playmakers. He is a natural kind of Verratti, of course, with a uh, less, less Champions League level. Good, yeah, thank think He's 24. I, I, He's 24. He's clearly playing at a level that the rest of our central midfielders are currently playing at. So, I think he's 26, right? Mm -hmm. So, he's two years younger than Salomon, and he has already had six or seven years of experience at that league. Seven years of experience at that league. This is when he made he made his debut for Karaganda in 2015. So and I remember he was the next best best uh, thing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he has he's played in the Conference League. He has that that European experience that you know that we're looking for players that are comfortable playing up against other opposition. He played mm-hmm. in Conference League for Karaganda, so he has three, three the qualities ago, that we're looking for. Yeah, three three or two years ago, I'm not sure. Uh, when he started to get frozen out a little bit, uh, he got serious interest from Polish Legia Varsavia uh, when Legia was playing UEFA Champions League. So they were looking to reinforce their midfield. Probably not going to start him, but reinforce the mid with Kevork when he was 21, 2021. 20, so he is a quality player that I honestly, personally, uh, wouldn't have expected him to join us until this last 10 months when he I noticed he was getting frozen out. And I was like, hmm, something happening. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the news. And we are going to go into the second major part of this episode, uh, which is going to take up the remainder of the time on the show today. And that is transfers and rumors. Uh, It is January. The transfer window is now open and there are moves being made left, right and center. Not necessarily moves in places that we would like to see, but nevertheless, things are happening. People are moving. 
first, we are going to go over a couple going. of... What's up? Keep the movement going. Keep the movement going. Uh, and Chadens, let's start out with uh, by discussing some of the loaned players. I know Armin had um, touched on this slightly, but we do have a couple of players whose loans are over uh, now. And uh, what's what's going on with those players? Who are they? Where are they headed? What's it looking like? Erovatanyan, he returns to Sochi from Punic. Uh, Sochi want to loan him out again. That's their goal. Uh, therefore, uh, he's going to possibly be out again. Loaning is not a very difficult process from and what I've read. So let's let's touch on that for a second, because Sochi, of course, purchased him from Punic. He had like a long-term injury. Then they sent him back to Punic. And Sochi, mm-hmm. since he has been gone, is currently sitting third place in uh, in the uh, Russian first division. They are 31 points. They are seven points behind first place Zenit and five points behind Dinamo Moskva. And they are one point ahead of Seska and two points ahead of Edospertan Krasnodar. Do we see him fitting back in? Or do you think no chance no. they're sending this guy out? Yeah, no chance. I mean, yeah, it's difficult. Mm. He's he's done good at the national team and great at the APO, but uh, he gets injured a lot. He's very injury prone, and that's not something Sochi needs clearly. Otherwise, they wouldn't have loaned him out. Uh, I don't know. He could go <laughs> anywhere. I don't know what uh, what bonds Sochi has. Who they who they they have relationships with, which clubs and leagues, but. He deserves a good move. I can tell you, um, I don't think he's going to be heading back to Punic. Uh, and I say that because I don't think Punic would put a goodbye Instagram post on <laughs> if they thought <laughs> um, if they thought that the player was coming back. So it may be, I mean, I'm looking at their departures and where their departures have gone. A lot of players have been lower tier uh, Bundesliga, uh, sorry, Russian league sides like Russia, yeah. Himki, Arsenal, Tula, or some second division sides. Uh, and it looks like they do have sent a couple players to other random countries like Romania and Turkey, but um, where it's looking very much possible that he will probably stay in Russia, but maybe go to a much lower team. Yeah, I mean, honestly... It's likely that he goes to Russian second tier, but uh, that's even though it's likely that's the least I would want for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it, it, we're talking about a Khimki, a Khimki would be, would be good as long as they keep their spot at the Russian Premier League. If not, it's only half a season. He's not getting relegated with them. Uh, why not? Or, as you said, Romania. Why not? Romania is a good league. Uh, I don't know, Poland, they... Something like that would be nice. Yeah, I don't know about Kimki, man. They they've they've signed a couple Armenians so far in David Davidian and um, Asha uh, Korean. Yeah. They Both loaned Korean. Yeah, they they loaned Korean to the second division side, and then uh, Davidian's been playing. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been coming off the. He hasn't started, but he's been coming off the bench. Um, I mean, Davidian is uh, the thing is he's he's gotten another injury. 
and that's mm-hmm. that's he's also very injury prone. But uh, the last game he played for them after his injury, he, and he did great against Krasnodar. It was only 15 minutes, but I was honestly pleasantly surprised by them by him. Mm-hmm. And as for Gorian, uh, we mentioned him. I don't. I believe last year. Uh, when elaborating a little bit on him and his personal career, he seems a little like he doesn't enjoy being a professional. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Uh, one of those he's weird, a weird cases. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other weird cases, Solomon uh, Udo's loan to Atrau is over. He is shipping back to Karaganda, but he is also linked to Oktob. Uh, he left Shakhtar due to undisclosed personal reasons, so he will most likely make the move to the Kazakh heavyweights or out of Kazakhstan like every other Armenian. Um, I personally hope he leaves Kazakhstan and maybe goes to the Ukraine like everyone else. Um, I just think he's a quality player and he can play. He can even play in the RPL, realistically. He's more than good enough. We all know it. Um, it's just, I think, a matter of representation at this point. Um, seeing as, you know, he is a staple in the Armenian national team, I don't think RPL sides would hesitate picking up uh, Solomon Udo. Uh, but, Armin, would you happen to know uh, what these undisclosed personal reasons are or have any sort of context? No. No, no. no. I mean, uh, some issues have been have been implied and rumored, but I don't want to I don't want to push those rumors because they uh, I don't want to touch on sensitive things that haven't been discussed further sure of course speaking of uh, speaking of uh things like rumors that aren't sure we're gonna talk about the camo rumor jesus yeah we'll talk about that but we'll get there so uh next up uh, that's all the loans that we currently have right now uh but we also have a lot of free agents uh january 1st signaled the end of a lot of players contracts um who chose either to not renew or the club didn't renew. I think in a lot of our own cases, um, for in terms of Armenian players, um, they chose not to renew their contracts, except for one player who we'll touch on. Uh, and we'll first start with Jiray Margarian, who, according to Ukrainian media, is about to sign with FC Veres in the UPL. Um, Corruption News Hub reports our star left back is already flying to join his new teammates and that the contract has already been signed. There has not been an official announcement yet, uh, but once it gets official, Arat Yerevan would have lost their MVP and coach in a matter of days. Um, it's a big, I mean, we talked about the Chokshan obviously being a very big loss, um, but they're also now going to lose their cornerstone in the defense and who also contributes a lot attackingly uh he's the it's their the, mvp it's their mvp yeah and this is i mean uh, it seems to me like Adarat is gonna maybe go a lot downhill from here <laughs> considering these two major oh yeah losses. i mean uh the the exodus coming out of Ararat Yerevan is a lot like uh, i'm sorry if this offends anyone but it's a lot like omicron because you found <laughs> yeah i mean you're finding out more and more players are leaving the club each day. Today we found out about a couple more, Adam. Yeah, we we found out about Serge Deble, who is of course uh, their star striker at Adelaide Yerevan, is leaving clubs and jumping to Punic, uh, who are the current title, um, where the current like European spot challengers, uh, and also 
uh, Anman, feel free to chime in on this one. Carlos Carbonero <laughs> is joining Vaughn. Uh, who is Carlos Carbonero for people that don't know? Uh, Carlos Carbonero is a great player. I mean, uh, attacking midfielder, something we Armenians know all about because we don't lack in that area. But if it's someone like Carlos Carbonero, then bring it in, bring him in. I mean, this guy has played all over South America. From there, he went to Serie A, to Sampdoria. Uh, he played in some other random leagues, like you were mentioning, Adam. I, I think it was uh, Dominican Republic or something. He's yeah. a he's a world trotter. But the thing is, he has played a World Cup for Colombia, not 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 even Ecuador or Venezuela. No, this guy's Colombian. Um, they have a lot of talent. And he was uh, at the top of that talent. And now he's coming, not not even to FCAA or Noah. No, he's coming to FC Van. That's uh, anything can happen because it's it hasn't it's not a done deal yet. But he's in Armenia, and that's so random. Yeah, it is random. Uh, but we'll see what happens, what comes of it. Van are in mediocre side in the league, but I think Punic. With the signing of Deble are going to be much, much, much better in front of goal, which is something that they've kind of been missing. Um, It's going to be interesting. I mean, but sadly, I I, I liked uh, before moving on, I liked Ararat Yerevan a lot this Mm -hmm. last few seasons because they had a lot of Armenian talent, Mm. which they are now partly exporting abroad, uh, which makes sense. It's what finally what should have been done with Armenian talents. Four yeah, years. I really want to see them in Europe next, like next year, m- more uh, progressing further in Europe. I yeah, really yeah. hope so. But now without Bichakchan, without Margarian, exactly. without Deble, is that even going to happen? It's too much. It's like too much. They, exactly. I think they're all of a sudden. They're Europe. Yeah, they're going to gamble for the cup uh, because they're still alive there. But I think their league hopes to finishing third are done. I, I think Noah will and should considering the, the, the transfers Noah has made, Noah will take that third spot from them. Yeah. And uh, continuing on the free agent spree, Kamo Hovanesian is currently a free agent. Uh, of course, he played for several years for Kairat Almaty and uh, Kazakhstan, the champions, uh, who also played in the UEFA Conference League group stage. Um, he's supposedly linked to a couple clubs in Greece, but there have been no serious offers made. He's currently just hanging out in Armenia, enjoying his vacation, as you know, a lot of clubs haven't really resumed uh, play. But he's someone um, that it's going to be interesting, you know, considering how frequently he plays for the national team, where he ends up. Um, but I, we don't yeah, really know much. I think right that's now. the biggest mystery. I think yeah. the biggest mystery is why is this guy? He's not bad. But he's clearly not good enough to be Armenian in the national team top 10 most capped players. Yeah, but he is. And there's nothing you can do to change that. <laughs> uh, don't tell me that. Don't, don't even say that. Let's move a little closer to your neck of the woods. We have some interest brewing in Cyprus. Uh, what player is that with and what's going on? Alex, Alexander Karapetian. Uh, there are rumors that he's... Linked with Kalmyodisa, uh, which is a separate second division team. 
Um, there's also rumors that he's linked with Ethnigos Achnas, uh, again, uh, but this is a first division team. They're 12th in the league. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, there's this room. There, 12th means last, by the way, because there's 12 teams only. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. still better than second tier. <laughs> it is, which is surprising, by the way, second tier. I don't know how, right? yeah. how it's going to be for him. Um, like you said, in terms of football, this is uh, this kind of makes sense, kind of doesn't, uh, because he's grown old. Okay, like you know, it's his time to not be as as he used to be as a player. Um, but again, it's weird that it's second division of Cyprus. exactly. I mean, sec- bro. Second, second tier would end him. I mean, I love him, uh, but I would have thought he would retire in Armenia. But Cypriot second tier, even Armenian second tier, would end his career and national team aspirations. Forget. I'll give you a context. Like Ethnigos Achna, the other team that was uh, linked with him, mm-hmm. is <laughs> the the club is from a it's a village Achna. So. Okay. You get the context. Yeah, but it's yo, it's six more months of top tier footy. Yeah, uh, but I, I think regardless, matters. I think regardless of whether he goes, I don't, I don't think he should be in the national team picture anymore. I think yeah, we yeah, have that. that's, that's yeah, another that's, issue. We all agree. Yeah. yeah, that's another story. We all agree on that for sure. Yeah, for sure we agree. On I that. don't know. I mean, that's like the Aramidabedian thing. Uh, I would say those two are debatable cases, like Gabriel Kazarian. I don't know. I mean, of course, not Kazarian has played like two games in the past six months. He, sh- yeah. he shouldn't be in the national team. I'd rather make. That, I'd that rather. Would be, that would be debatable. And I'd rather bring in Galoyan. Much like much rather well, bring in Galoyan. I mean that, that that would be a no-brainer. But the thing is, sadly, football doesn't work like that, and we all know about all about that. Uh, and man, you're bringing up Galoyan, and oof, hopefully he makes a move, man. Nothing new, no, no. I, I don't want to swear, but no fucking news. It's been yeah. like a month. Yeah, it's we're patiently <laughs> waiting to see what happens with him. Uh, you're speaking of patient, waiting. Speaking of patiently waiting. Artur Danielian is on trial with Slovak side FC Pogroni. Uh, who yeah, this doesn't make sense, man. Yeah, exactly. who are currently last place in the Fortuna Liga table. Um, he would be moving from a third place APL side to a bottom of the Slovakian <laughs> league in, yeah. with imminent relegation. Um, yeah. <laughs> why this could be the dumbest not, move ever? Why didn't he <laughs> do a Kartashian like transfer and just go to a Noah or something? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Was it? He played for Adada Armenia. Just go back to Adada Armenia. I'm sure they'll take you. <laughs> it's a little little weird one over there. Uh, and our last free agent, uh, who we have already previously touched on, of course, is Gevok Najarian. Um, as Armen said, he did get an offer from Shakhtar Karaganda, uh, where he was gradually frozen out. However, he rejected the offer, stating that he had better offers lined up, uh, whether he stays in Kazakhstan or goes to Ukraine. Um, or where he ends up, we currently do not know. Uh, but we, what we do know is that he is repped by HG Partners, and they have some Russian connections and some Ukrainian connections. So uh, very likely he'll probably end up in one of those two leagues. Um, 
now ukraine most likely ukraine uh he has said stated that there are better offers and that's why he didn't renew so yeah. he's going to ukraine and once he does he's coming baby so i hope top six teams top six teams uh you know progressing further for him as well exactly and the final step and the final uh category in the transfer is transfers that have already been completed and we have some big ones to share uh, the first one we are going to start with is Vahan Bichakchan, who signed a mm-hmm. three-and-a-half-year contract with Pogon Shez. How do you say this? Google translated. <laughs> Shez? Shezin? Shezetin, I guess. Shezetin. Yeah, Shezetin. I guess. From Poland. <laughs> <laughs> the 22-year-old Yo, we need Pol- some Polish fans. Out here, man. You, you guys, you guys want to hear something funny? I was looking through tweets Always. to responses of the announcement video, and some guy responded, and I found this hilarious. Some guy responded, "The announcers are gonna have a hard time pronouncing this last." Yeah, night. I saw that, <laughs> and I was like, "That's hilarious, coming from a guy whose team name is Shijetin, or <laughs> with seven consonants in a row." Um, anyway. The 22-year-old attacking midfielder wore the number 22 good, uh, jersey in the Polish uh, first division. Um, first division, second as well. They're currently second. Yeah, they're currently second yeah, place. That was that was a four points away. For me. They're four points behind. They are um, doing very well in the league. They just actually let go of a young 18-year-old talisman player and sold him to Brighton uh, mm-hmm. and. He they broke got a record, money. I think, some kind of record. I don't remember what record, but he broke a record, that guy. I think so. it was the – so and, – and they were looking for uh, similar styled players uh, to come and slot straight into the lineup. And they – Vahan Bichakshan was selected. Of course, he's the t- uh, one of the best, if not the best player in the first half of the season of, in the Slovakian Fortuna Liga. Um, it's a slight upwards move because the Slovakian uh, – Polish League is slightly better – in terms of coefficients, uh, but as we all know, coefficients don't tell the entire story. Um, one thing Slovakia is not nearly as good at as Poland is um, shedding light on players. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of players. Yeah, there is a lot of things uh, in this uh, in this move. There's a there's a lot of things to look at. A lot. It, it, he's yeah. pretty much one good season performance, half a season maybe even performance from jumping to a top five league from the Polish league. Yeah, so now that's that's going to take time. He's going to take, it might take time, it might not take time. He might just end up assisting in scoring, keeping his form from uh, MSK yeah. Zilina, how he yeah. was already doing. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why, like, uh, that's why I was saying, it, in my eyes, it, it was good for him to continue. He had just recently signed a contract. It was good for him to continue his form there, he was on an insane form this season, 15 uh, goal contributions in 15 games, I believe, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and afterwards, he could have uh, got, again, uh, maybe this move could have still be, could have been done by then. But again, uh, it's not like it's not like he's dropping somewhere. It's not like, you know, Artur Danielian or anything yeah. like that, you know, they cannot be compared. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think he didn't want to lose form, as you say. I, I think it also comes down to playing time. I mean, look, he's 22 yeah. years old. He 
he was getting a lot of playing time as Jelena, and he doesn't want to lose that playing time. And, and it's a smart move for, for him. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's a smart it is. move. He can slot into this team, get all the goals and assists, and then make that jump to that top five league that we know he is more than capable of playing at. But he wants to make that jump as a starter, not as a bench player. And I think yeah, that's what there's a lot, There's a lot more visibility in Poland than Slovakia. So basically, hello to Polish friends. Yeah, hello. Hello, <laughs> hello to all of our Lewandowskis. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't manage this. Second transfer that has already concluded uh, is about another player who has not made his debut for the Armenian national team yet, but we do suspect will be coming soon. Artur Avagimian uh, made the move from Choronets Odessa to FC Alexandria. He signed a three-and-a-half-year deal, similar to Vahan, and the... Um, 25-year-old is also an attacking midfielder, just like Fahan. Uh, the citizens have been trying to sign him for a while now, and they finally got the deal done. He was part of a signing spree of five players um, by Alexandra who are right outside of the European conversation in the Ukrainian Premier League. Uh, a lot of experts and analysts seem to think that um, they will very likely push for and successfully get yeah. a European spot. Yeah, and by the way, Alexandria uh, was right about to sign a contract. They had everything uh, sorted out with uh, Pedro Saverician from, uh, I think he's at Noah right now. Mm-hmm. This was a couple of years ago when he was at Punique. And uh, basically, I, they had agreed, Alexandria, the club, and Pedros, but Punique didn't want to sell the player. So now they got another Armenian attacking midfielder instead. So this is now, a team that clearly likes his their Armenians. Well, now the question becomes, Armen, is 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 he gonna be in the national team picture? I mean, he's playing consistently in the Ukrainian Premier League, which now yeah. suddenly we have uh, several players that are going to be in the Ukrainian Premier League, uh, which mm-hmm. we had mentioned, I think, last episode or two episodes ago, how. At one point, we had a, a, a lot of players playing in Ukraine, and all these players were national team players. Where Do you see him fitting in that picture? Because attacking midfield-wise, we are not short on options. You're yeah, right. He's a winger. You're right. And, yeah. and you, this, I'm actually very, very glad that you asked this question because, A, as you say, uh, the last quarter of the pitch is where we lack uh, – wait, where we have the most offer – and where mm-hmm. we have the most depth. That's a good thing. So Artur, much like many other players, is not uh, necessary by all means. But on another note, parallel note, he is, in my opinion, good enough to fight for a starting spot. And maybe even with, during the, for instance, the June window, we have four games. He, and if everything were according to normal and by logic, which uh, in post-Soviet world doesn't happen. But if it were to happen, a, a play like Artur Avagimian would perfectly be able to play one or two uh, games from that June window starting. Now, that's not the biggest issue with Artur's case, in my opinion, because why is Artur different than the other Armenian players we got all of a sudden going left and right to Ukraine. Artur is the only one that is Ukrainian by citizenship for now. Mm. 
he is both Ukrainian and Armenian by citizenship, but he hasn't given up on Ukrainian citizenship yet. He is Ukrainian bound. And we are, if you don't know uh, in the audience, we are going to be playing Ukraine this season. We'll see. I mean, I just I just don't think if, if we're looking at these these types of talents and people that we have on the pitch that can play as a winger uh, in terms of depth, we have, I mean, obviously, Barcerian, we have Bichakchan, we have Shahroyan, we have Nadek Gregorian, yeah. we have Artem Avanesian, we have uh, Every, Galoyan. Everyone you're mentioning, you're, everyone you're mentioning except maybe Galoyan, which is an exception and st- yet not called, so he's not within the system yet. Everyone you mentioned, Vahan, Tiko, Bazekhan, Bejachian, Vahan, uh, Artur Avanesian, uh, Narek Gregorian, for instance, those four play at worse leagues than Artur Avagimian, A, and B, uh, and and B, maybe, okay, maybe not Narek Gregorian that has been a, a breath of fresh air in a way, but and actually Artur Avanesian uh, has played good too, but Vaham Bajachian and Tiko Basekhian, they have not shown this last semester. So if you were to bring in Artur Avagimian, a name form Artur Avagimian, playing at a better league, way better league than some, uh, into this national team, he has reasons to fight for a spot. Uh, of course, not be a, a non-disputed starter, but in a four-game window, like the one coming up in June, he would start one and maybe even two games. But my assessment is don't expect him to be called this season while we're playing Ukraine. Expect him to get used to uh, Alexandria, hopefully playing Europe, uh, knock on wood. And next season, I think that if he keeps this form, he's been uh, getting gone for the last couple of seasons. He's definitely getting called for the national team next season. Okay, so he's a... Uh... He's going to be a late bloomer for us, unfortunately, because he's already no, he, 25 he, years old. He has already he bloomed. He has becoming 25 in a few days. Yeah, so... thing is, he has already bloomed. thing is, he hasn't been given the opportunity for Armenia. Remember the Alashkert fiasco? Yes, of course. Which, it, <laughs> it, but, but again, at the end of the day, for us, that's what's more important. For us, it's more important that he plays for the national team uh, sooner rather than later. But Yeah, we'll but it's not because he didn't want to. Yeah, of course. And our third and final transfer uh, is a is a very big one. Uh, it's Avedis Avedisian. He is a left back, and he can potentially help us solve a lot of issues. Hmm. Now, big Avedis, big statement. <laughs> Avedis is um, an interesting prospect because he has he has played for the Armenian youth national team. But he's also played mm-hmm. for Greece, and he's played for Greece a lot mm-hmm. more than he's played for Armenia. We don't know where he, what he's thinking. We have no idea who he wants to play for. Um, but seeing as he is now playing in a decent league, a very good league actually, um, what are the chances that he gets a call up from Greece? Depends from the federations of both ends. What do you mean by that? Uh, in a serious way, I mean, who's gonna offer? 
who's gonna offer the the first one? Who's gonna be the most uh, appealing Interesting to him? Interesting off, exactly, yeah, appealing. Yeah, perfect. On not on a serious, not in a serious way. Would he prefer uh, Suvlagia or would he prefer uh, some Khorovats? Uh, <laughs> Khorovats, like it depends, you know. Well, depends which one is appealing to him. Well, look at it this way: if if you're he's playing, let's just say in the next two years he gets first team football. Okay. If we're looking at the Greek depth chart for left backs, you That's have. You have Tsimikas, who plays for Liverpool and who starts for Liverpool. You have ah. Jan Lewis, who starts Norwich, for right? yeah, yeah, who starts for Norwich. And then you have uh Kiap what is this? Uh Kiriakopoulos, who plays for yeah. Sassuolo. Yeah, Kiriakopoulos or something. Yeah. yeah, who plays for Sassuolo. And then you have oh my course, God. you have a couple of right backs who both play domestically in Greece, one plays for Olympiakos, who can probably also play left back. So yeah, this is where you say Ah Christemu. Yeah, I don't know what that means, Sean. That's what he's saying. He's I said, like, oh, my, oh, oh, my, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, and but, then if we're looking at the Armenian depth chart, we have yeah. uh, at left back, Girard Margarian, who we rate highly, but if you're playing for a second division Slovakian side or whatever. It's, no, it's <laughs> Ukraine, Ukraine. Second well, division, not, Ukraine. well, none of our left backs play in Premier League. They're, they have two left backs who play in Premier League. I think they're exactly. pretty covered. <laughs> yeah, so they're so covered on that front, I don't think they'll care much. Whereas if he starts to make a first-team appearances uh, in the Netherlands, Armenia should just snap him up immediately. I don't think there's a, there should be a question there. Yeah, yeah but, but then again, he's very young. He's 19 years old, and uh, that's the fact that the Greeks may be looking into the most uh, for a possible... Uh, call up for him you know uh, i'd rather i'd rather get i'd rather risk a 19 year old coming for my country rather than uh bring what we consider let's say a safe option of a 28 year old uh left back let's say who has not played oh, for the national team. by the way by the way how old are uh Kianulis, uh Tsimik- they're young and, uh, Simika is not young, young. I'm not, he's like 26, I think. Yeah, uh, Norwich say, right? left back is like 20. I'll tell you right now. So yeah. Simikas is 25. John Lewis is go. 26. Kirikiopoulos is 25. So they're all around uh, the same. Okay. No. So they they, they might have uh, a reason. Players, all three of them. I might just realized you said John Lewis. <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. What is it? <laughs> I just bro, that's a six-year. I don't know how to gap. pronounce it. What you, that's a six-year gap. But Ahmed, these players are going to be playing until they're in their early thirties. Yeah, which is easy. five years from now. Yeah, well, and well, then you're gonna have five more years, and this guy all of a sudden, Avidis is gonna be playing himself in a with a top five league. Uh-huh. Uh So. They, well, would, I mean, they might have a reason. Hopefully they don't the, well, call them up. Well, okay. Look at so the starting left back for the Greece under twenty one national team. Mm-hmm. Who you would assume okay. this guy is gonna be the next competing with Lavidis, yeah. Yeah. So the guy who's starting, his name is Zagritis, he plays for Parma and he's twenty years old. Okay, that's oh, okay. Keep going. Oof. Second, uh, second and third on the depth chart are both uh Palk players. Okay, mm. good. 
which they didn't loan. Okay, now that now that's a good enough reason for him to consider not playing for Greece. So yeah, I would say balance is pretty tight. Yeah, it is. Look, but he can exactly. He I know what you're gonna say. Us, I know what you're gonna say, and I agree <laughs> that if he's called for the Armenian national team, he's gonna be called right away. Maybe not starting right away because there's Giro Malkarian who is in sick form and playing professional footy for with grown-ups for five years. But he will definitely fight for a starting spot in the Armenian national team with a Nations League Division B right away. Mm-hmm. So we may have our own appealing reasons, as Challenge would put it, to lure Avedis in. Yeah, and I just... Man, his ponytail would be so sick with an Army <laughs> national team shirt. Uh, I mean, okay. What about Gos hairstyle? If we're talking about hairstyles, we need we need more European hairstyles like Gorman Elian. Yeah. What's the center back's name? The the one with the long hair. Who? Uh, for who? It's uh, we were talking about them the other day. Heike Shkanian, not long hair, Tata Simonian hair. Tatos, yeah, he has yeah, that That's not long hair. That that's cringe hair. But I mean, look, yeah. I got I got a little curious and I actually started looking at our left back depth chart. In the under 21s and under 20s, it doesn't seem like we have anyone crazy. No, but the under but, the under 19 from the elite round, that guy's good. No, we have from the Bukma. We have Sergei Muradian, who plays for Zenit St. Petersburg Academy right now, who is probably going to be, you know, a decent left back. And then we have Arman we'll Marcosian, who plays oh. for Fiorentina. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's been a lot of uh, high praise for Arman. Hopefully mm-hmm. he joins us. Hopefully he, before joining us, hopefully he makes it pro. He goes pro, both of them. The one from Zenit as well and everyone. But... Uh, nothing is concrete when it comes to diaspora and young talents. Yeah, so un- until they make their debuts, like until they sign their first pro contracts, like how it is here, uh, mm-hmm. until they like jump and make that jump like Gorman Velian and stuff, nothing is like concrete. So no, no senior national team debate. But I would say that a Bukma player is much more likely because he's a starter at Bukma. Are you talking about Manu, are you talking about uh, Manukian? I don't know the is name. He the one you're talking about? He, he's he's uh, the left back for that. He's the one that played. Uh, he's the one that played that group stage against Croatia and Scotland in Gibraltar oh, in 2021. Shit. That got us the qualifying to for the under the 19, round. The under 17s. Exactly. I, I really liked him. Uh, and I remember thinking, why didn't we get like this kind of talent five years ago? Uh, Akulian is who you're thinking. Okay. I, I, I trust your your judgment. If it's Akulian, it's Akulian. Uh, thing is, he's, he plays for, uh, he's a Shirak Academy product. Okay, but he's playing Bukma. Uh, no, he's playing Armenia under-18s. No, I'm saying Armenia under 19 and Bukma, the one that played. Armenia under 19. 19 is the one that made it to the round, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Exactly. Left back that plays so for. So it's not Akulian. No, no, it's not. I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm trying to. 
Abrahamian. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one. I think Ruben that's Abrahamian. The one. He plays. Uh, he doesn't. He plays for Urardu. He's not okay. at Bekma yet. He will be. Okay. He plays for Urardu too. Okay, okay. Whoever played against uh, Scotland and uh, that tournament, I remember that guy was good. And it's and him. in Armenia, he played. He played all 90 minutes against Scotland, Croatia, and Gibraltar. And he that's played, the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. And and a guy that plays in Armenia is much more likely to get a pro contract. That's true. Well, we'll see. He still he has to go the Bukma route, and we hope that Bukma mm. stay in the. <laughs> or else this whole conversation is pointless. <laughs> well, man, there's we just discussed a lot of transfers, a lot of potential transfers, uh, and we also discussed what this means for the national team camps um, and and all the prospects and and everything. We're just playing 4D chess over here. Um, how are we looking <laughs> ahead of the March friendly window? What do you guys think, Trotens? We'll start with you. We're playing two games. Uh, on the 25th and the 29th against Lithuania and Norway. Um, how do you think it's looking? How do you think the prospects are looking? Do you think we'll see a lot of new players? Still a little early to tell. Yeah. In okay. my eyes, it's still a little early. Like I, I, I cannot be, I cannot say something certain. I cannot predict anything certain. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You guys can share your thoughts as well. Maybe I'll start thinking a little. Challenge, uh, Armin. What do you think? Tebi Hasanak. Um, okay, Tebi Hasanak. No, no, no. Honestly, we better. Honestly, uh, now it's a friendly. I don't care about the results. To be honest, yeah, but we still better. Yeah, <laughs> um, we might get. We should win against Lithuania. Uh, and have a solid fight against Holland and the no- Norway, but um, uh, as Charlene said, it's still early. A lot of form can change for the players. There's a lot of transfers about to go uh, down as well. But with what uh, so far, what's happened so far is leaving me is leaving me positive. It's leaving me optimistic. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Of course, we won't know. Uh, I kind of am siding a little bit more with Chavins on this. It's considering, you know, APL still on break and some tra- and we're in the middle of the transfer window. We kind of don't know what's going to happen. But I would love to see um, some fresh faces. I want to see like a good ha- we will a third to a half of the squad be new players. <laughs> um, again, I don't care about the results. It, they're friendlies. I just want I just need to know that the Federation is trying to play and trying to get these good players to play for Armenia. Uh, these good young players. Damn W, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So speaking of our upcoming schedule, in February, the Armenian Premier League resumes. In March, we have our men's national team friendlies on the 25th and 29th. Uh, and in April, the women's national team resumes with the World Cup qualifiers to Poland. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of Football Gantron. Stay tuned for some very special things next episode uh, that will be coming out shortly. Uh, we promise <laughs> we're not going to lag. We took a nice vacation. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's it. Oh, if there's dude. nothing else to say, guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, all that jazz, uh, whatever social media stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Happy New Year. Hopefully, we'll be